This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Investec Asset Management. Value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. The budget speech has been concluded, but the budget for 2019 speech will live with us for many years to come. The content of it, that is, on the telephone now to describe this afternoon's action is Nazmira Muller, the Deputy MD of Investec Asset Management in Cape Town. I've got something in front of me now, Nazmira, that says the following. It says, to summarise, in this coming year, we expect revenues of $1.58 trillion and spending of $183 trillion. That means we will spend... 243 billion more than we earn. That about sums it up, I think. Well, it sums up a lot of the problem, Lindsay. It sums up the problem that's been growing since the overly generous public sector wage increases that were granted in 2009 under then-President Jacob Zuma and Public Administration Minister Richard Beloy. That was the start of the problem, and it's ballooned into this. But it doesn't sum up all of our problems because you missed out one big thing, which is Eskom. Yes, Okay, what was said about Eskom? Because we know Eskom, it's 600, it's 700 billion, whatever the number is, and the interest payments are less than the revenue generated by Eskom. It's a disastrous situation. I asked someone, a colleague of yours earlier on today, another interview, could Eskom fail? I'm not going to ask you that, but what did the minister, Mbueni, say about Eskom? So I think there's been a lot of work done behind the scenes with the Presidential Review Committee on Eskom, which includes energy expert Anton Eberhardt, former NUM Secretary General, Franz Bellini, amongst others. And I think the realisation has dawned that Eskom needs up to 150 billion rands over the next 10 years um, in support. So what the finance minister's done is he has penciled in 23 billion rands a year for the next three years. And he thinks that will be enough to give Eskom time to reconfigure. They've been quite explicit that this amount can only be used for debt servicing and or debt repayment. So it can't be used for operational expenditure and it needs to be accompanied by cost savings. Now, all the details on what that means are not yet available, and we certainly need to see that in order to get comfortable with this. But the minister has budgeted for some plan to support Eskom. We just now need to see whether Eskom can deliver the operational improvements that are needed. So what you're saying is the $23 billion a year, and I think he's done his numbers quite nicely, if you had the $23 billion plus the revenue and you take the interest payments, it's more or less break even. I think that that's where it's come from. Okay. I think that's exactly the calculation they've done. This budget is built on six fundamental prescripts, the minister said. Number one, achieving a higher rate of economic growth. He mentioned 1.3%. Incredibly low for a country like South Africa. Not good enough, but at least it's not negative. At least it's not recessionary, which we saw in 2018 for a, a couple of months. Do you agree with that? I think it's a very reasonable estimate. I was hoping for more a couple of months ago. I think the consumer in South Africa remains under pressure. Unfortunately, this budget isn't going to do a whole lot to provide relief because there isn't adjustment for inflation in the personal income tax rates, very little adjustment on, on that score. But I think it's a reasonable estimate, provided Eskom doesn't derail it with massive load shedding. Mm. Well, that's a big if. Number two, increasing tax collection. SARS has to be revamped. It has to be reconstructed. It has to be shaken up, I suppose. And they're doing that. But is it going to be enough and in time, if you see what I'm saying? Is it going to be in time? 
I think there's been a massive erosion of capacity at SARS over the course of the last five or six years under Tom Mayani and his cronies. So what we saw yesterday and again in the minister's speech today is plans to turn that around, to upgrade the IT systems, to reinstitute the large business units, which was historically a major source of revenue, to start going off the tobacco receipts again, which have been very lax for a while. So to really start improving the collections on, on taxes and to appoint a permanent commissioner within the course of the next month. Point number three, reasonable, affordable expenditure. In other words, cutting your suit according to your cloth, to use a phrase from the English language. In other words, take the money you've got and use it wisely. How are they going to do that? I think the first step is reducing the wage bill. That is the source of many of the problems of the public sector. You've had a massive increase in the public sector wage bill over the last decade with absolutely no improvement in service delivery. We haven't seen education outcomes improve or health outcomes improve, and we certainly do not feel any more secure. So we're paying people a whole lot more and getting much less, and that's just not good enough. So they want to cut the public sector wage bill by 27 billion rands over the course of the next three years. I think that's very possible given the way they're planning to go about it. And then it's not only about cutting expenditure, it's about using money more smartly. So over the last couple of years, we've saved money by cutting capital budgets. This is the first time you've seen a small increase in infrastructure budgets, more money being allocated to build schools, which I think was great to see. Also, mm. a little bit more money being allocated towards the youth wage subsidy, because it's really important to start seeing employment growth, particularly at the low end. Stabilising and reducing debt. I mean, it's a really, really difficult situation with interest rates overseas rising and with our debt going up and up and up. And given the numbers, it will continue to go up. How are they going to do that? Does the world want to want to buy South African debt? Well, South Africa fortunately funds mainly in rands, not in hard currency. And it has very deep local savings pool, not as large as we need it to be, but certainly large enough to provide a backstop to the bond market. And despite the increased allocations to ESCOM, what you are seeing is a limited increase in government debt to GDP over the course of the next five or six years from the projections in the MTPPS. So in the next year, it's it's 0.1% higher than expected, and then it peaks over the course of 20. 23, 2024, but half a percent higher than they had previously been projecting. So Eskom doesn't derail the fiscal outlook at this point. Reconfiguring state-owned enterprises is point number five from Tito Mbueni. We've spoken about Eskom, but of course in the background you have the small matter of uh, an organisation by the name of South African Airways. What did he say about these other things, SABC, South African Airways, etc.? Well, he said two things that I took particular note of. One, no state entity will be receiving any sort of support from the central government without the appointment of a chief reorganization officer. Mm. So in my mind, CRO has always been chief restructuring officer, but I think restructuring has become a dirty word in politics in South Africa at this time. So it's become chief reorganization officer. So that's point one. Mm. Um, Point two is that The government is not going to be providing support to any of these other entities unless it is accompanied by the sale of assets. And the minister separately talked about the need to sell spectrum. So I think there is very much a focus on finding other ways to raise revenue and to 
contain the rise in the in, in the debt to GDP ratio. And contain the public sector wage bill, which is point number six. Managing the public sector wage bill, politically a hand grenade with the election, general election coming up in May. But he's put it out there and well done to him to do so. But it means, never mind load shedding, it means job shedding, does it not? It does. I think they're starting with more senior people. They're opening the door for older people to take early retirement without any penalties. And they're hoping that that will go a long way towards solving their problem. But that is absolutely vital to making this plan viable. Anything else you saw out of those main six points? Anything else that really caught your eye? It was a a measured speech. He did what he could. Did you like it? And were there any other points? I think it was a sober speech. I think it put the problems firmly on the table. And I think what was good for me was there are a number of things in this speech that the ANC hasn't wanted to talk about for the last decade, for longer than that at times. So, for example, at one stage, the speaker said, we have no holy cows when it comes to our approach to state-owned enterprises. I mean, Lindsay, think about how far we've come from a situation when Praveen Gordon, as finance minister, was defending the family silver. So I think that was great to see. Um, You talk about the comments on the public sector wage bill, which I think was good to see. But to inspire that, what you are seeing is members of parliament and provincial legislatures and also executives of public entities will not be receiving a salary increase this year. So you're getting the signal right from the top. So that was good to see. Thirdly, the fact that the visa requirements are being relaxed and will continue to be relaxed. This, again, has not been part of government policy for a long time. So I think we saw a number of measures come through that the current financial situation has forced, that we would never have seen in a situation where balance sheets were healthy. We would never have seen a situation where government was actively looking for the private sector to be responsible for most of the increase in generating capacity over the course of the next decade, unless they did not have the balance sheet to fund it. Never has the phrase, every cloud has a silver lining, been more appropriate. Nazmira, thank you so much for your analysis of the Budget 2019 speech. That's Nazmira Muller, who's the Deputy MD of Investec Asset Management in Cape Town. In South Africa, Investec Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider.